Hello, hello, I'm Zachary Hines, and this is what you missed at the Straz. I am here with the refreshingly beautiful and intelligent Leanne Day Douglas. What do you want? Everything. I want everything. <laughs> so I I believe we have an anniversary. It is an anniversary. Our one year anniversary as podcast husband and wife. <laughs> oh my gosh. Is that what it is? <laughs> yes. What did you get me? I didn't get you anything. I know. Isn't that terrible? Oh, horrible. I know. But when we get back together in real life and not like on Zoom, um, I'll get you something, I promise. So let's talk about Hamilton. Hamilton. I have some thoughts. First of all. Okay. Well, well, first, was this the first time you saw it? Yes. I am ashamed to admit this is my first Hamilton experience. Okay. So I saw it at the Strat Center. And I saw it from the front of the orchestra. So I was really close. I had bought a friend her ticket for her Christmas present. And she, we were able to buy, you know, a certain amount, staff. And so she had asked her, a friend, if she wanted to come. So there were four of us. And so her friend had paid for the fourth ticket. Um, so I only paid for three. Thank goodness. And um, this was so stressful because I was so stressed about being late for Hamilton you know, it was sold out. There are no spare seats. Like if I missed it, I could go the next day or anything like that. So I really wanted to get there early. So we got there super, 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 super early. We took a walk on the river walk. Doors weren't even open yet. So then we finally get in, we get in our seats and this, our friend's friend gets there. She finally like meets us. We get her in her seat. She realizes she doesn't have her wallet and her phone. And so she goes back out to the Poe garage looks through her car and you know, time's ticking down to the curtain now and I'm all stressed out. She's not going to get back in in time. I don't know why I was stressed out about her. I was already where I needed to be, but I was, I was stressed out about her. She comes back in. It's not in my car. Um, I don't know where I left it. So she leaves for like 20 minutes and she is just gone. And I was like, Oh my gosh, she's not going to make it in time. She's not going to make it in time. She's not going to make it in time. She did. She walked in right as the lights were going down. And I was like, this is the most stressful situation. It was not the way I like to start seeing a show. Did she find her wallet? She did. She found her stuff. Where was it? I can't even remember. <laughs> I was just so stressed out that she was going to miss part of this show because the tickets were really expensive. So I didn't want her to miss. Obviously, she, you know, she wasn't that concerned about it. So I should have just relaxed. But, you know, but yeah, that that was my beginning to Hamilton. But we did see it at the Strata Center. So this was my second Hamilton experience. So I always really, what I was most impressed by is, you know, like expectations can ruin anything, you know, mm -hmm. like some some things like if you wait too long to see it you know, after it's gotten all this hype and like all these won every award, it's like the greatest thing that ever happened to the world of theater um, or movies or whatever. And then if you're a little late to seeing it and you see it after all of that hype, then you're kind of, it. it's almost impossible to live up to that, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so I was a little worried about watching Hamilton because I hadn't seen it when it first 
came out. So I had these, you know, really high expectations. And, you know, it actually met them. Like I actually was like, wow, this is really incredible. So the first time I saw it, I was not that impressed. Ooh. I know. And I, and I have reasons behind that. I mean, I spent a lot of money on my tickets, much more than I have ever spent on anything like that, on any kind of entertainment. I, I spent more. I, I just went out and I said, you know what? I, if I'm going to see Hamilton, I'm going to do it right. And I'm going to see it from the beginning. So it needed to live up to that price level for me. And I am not a big spender. So it needs to really like just wipe me out to have met that financial expectation. Um, The other problem that I have is I, I did not memorize the soundtrack at all. So I went in there. I could not understand what they were saying Um, because the, the rap gets really fast. Oh my God. They rap so fast. And I actually didn't listen to any of the music. Um, only from what I saw on like performances, like at the Tonys or on TV, but I didn't know really any of the music. And I don't know if it was just because it was filmed, but I, I followed along really well. Like I was really, I was kind of nervous. I was like, well, should I, I didn't even have to put on captions. I know like my parents put the captions on. I put the captions on. Yes. And I enjoyed the Disney plus version with the captions on so much better because I could understand everything that they were saying and truly appreciate the mastery in the rap and the lyrics and how clever it was and how hard that is. And, um, and being able to see what they were saying really helped me appreciate it so much more. And having seen Freestyle Love Supreme on Broadway also gave me an appreciation for that art form because it was like, and and it was even staged in some scenes, just like Freestyle Love Supreme, where they're sitting around and it was like they were freestyling, but they weren't because it was written lyrics. But if you put yourself back in 1780, it looks like a freestyle. So, so I really appreciated it much more after seeing Freestyle Love Supreme. You know who is Hamilton's biggest fan now? Who? Our beloved guest host, Debbie Hines. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she she loves her. it. She loves it. Good, good. That's great. That's great. She was so nervous. She was like, I don't know if I'll, you know, she didn't see it when it came through Tampa because she was worried that she wouldn't be able to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but she she loved it. Every every call that we've had since she watched it, she can't stop talking about it. But she did watch it with the captions on. She did watch it with the captions on. Yeah, yeah. It helps. It helps a lot. So, um, So I have so many thoughts. I have so many thoughts. I thought the music was incredible. I thought, you know, I mean, I wasn't surprised about that, though, because I love In the Heights. In the Heights is one of my favorite musicals. Mm, Me too. I loved In the Heights. We can go over, like, what everyone knows. Like, yes, it's ingenious and how, like, it reinvents a historical story and updates it and modernizes it for a contemporary audience. And, you know, all of that is really, like, like the, you know, it was so over the top back then. Like, even the concept of dueling is wild. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, you said something mean. I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to shoot you. And I'm going to have, unless our two assi- assigned friends can work it out, which was there ever a time where they did? <laughs> I think that was like the, the birth of mediation. Yes. <laughs> or therapy. <laughs> this is probably the most controversial statement I will make. But honestly, after watching Hamilton, I was like, this musical should have been about Elizabeth Hamilton. Thank you. That's exactly what I thought. Eliza just, at the end, it just all becomes about her. And oh my God. Okay. Number one, it made me cry when I saw it in the theater and on TV. I cried both times at the end. Um, And I was like, they should have made her the protagonist. Well, yeah, I mean, like, why are we... Okay, okay, yes, Hamilton did some great things. But also, like, he cheated on his wife. He also was, like, cheating on her, at least emotionally, with her sister. Yeah, with her sister. He's trash. He's garbage. (laughs) And she gets, like, he gets this whole musical, and then at the end, it's, like, this one song that packs in, like, like five major accomplishments of her. Like, oh yeah, and by the way, she also was instrumental in the creation of the Washington Monument. And then she founded the first private orphanage. And then she spent the rest of her years fighting against slavery. (laughs) And literally that's like two lines that all that is jam-packed in. I'm like, what? That should have been the musical. (laughs) I know, that should have been the musical. She did this and this and this and this and this and this and wasn't she great? It's like, oh my gosh, why did we just talk about Alexander Hamilton this whole time? When they should have been talking about Eliza. So Right. And I was like, and we and literally she did all these amazing things. And the entire I have to give a shout out to all the female actors because I if I have any criticism for the show, and it is a common criticism that I've seen in other places, that the female characters are underwritten. And I really think it's a testament to the performances of the women because they really made something out of not very much. Yeah, but you gotta realize in the 1780s, females were underwritten in society. Yeah, but also in the there were, you know, all white people playing <laughs> those roles, you know? So if they had the imagination to cast people outside of their race, I think they could have considered gender but there were like great moments like I like you know when they were in one of the songs they were talking about the constitution and you know hopefully women can be included in the sequel yeah which was really clever (laughs) yeah which maybe there should be a sequel about Eliza (laughs) I'm all for it I I would fully support it I think that she was incredible the actress playing Angelica was she was the best rapper she was amazing. I loved her so much. And every time she came on stage, I was like, oh, I just love her. Yeah, she was number one. She was just beautiful. Um, and then she has this amazing voice. And then she, her rapping skills were just like off the chain. So, yeah, I enjoyed her a lot. And what makes it even more impressive to me is she did all of that in a corset. In a corset. Yes. I mean, come on, drop Mike. She is the MVP of the show. Yeah, I agree. So I didn't really know much about Hamilton's story. Did you? No, not at all. None. Yeah, I didn't know that he, I didn't, I didn't know anything that, so I thought it was really interesting. I loved 
all of the kind of different ways they portrayed the different uh, characters, like Mm -hmm. Thomas Jefferson Mm -hmm. (laughs) being kind of like a villain, but this very like flamboyant, uh, aloof kind of guy. Yeah. Wasn't the actor that played Thomas Jefferson the same one that played the French guy? Yeah. And you know, now that I know who he is, because Chris Jackson is actually, by the time this podcast comes out, his show will already be done. But he uh, presented um, August 15th, a live stream um, concert. And so I didn't I didn't really know who he was until I read his bio and it said he was George Washington and Hamilton. And I was like, well, I hadn't seen Hamilton with the original cast. So and I only saw it the one time in Caramorsani Hall. So when we, you know, got a chance to watch it on Disney Plus, I was like, okay, now I get to see who this guy is. I was like, oh, he's really good. So, yeah. I thought, you know, it also was really impressive how much they included. It moved very quickly through the plot. Like they covered, you know, pretty much his entire life. Yeah. Um, And just moving from like, I mean, granted, a lot of it is stuff that you already know and you're kind of learning different bits about things that that you know happened. Jealousy, not being in the room where it happens. I mean, that song is, you know, and I'm, and we still have that today, right? When it comes to power and wanting to have power and wanting to be in the room where decisions are made and and um, all of these and policy is made and all of these things happen. And if you're not in the room where it happens, you're a nobody, basically. And right. that's kind of like what ends up killing Hamilton. I mean, um, what was Leslie Odom Jr.'s character's name? Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr. So he played Aaron Burr, who's the one that shot Hamilton in a duel. And um, they just have this this contentious relationship right from the beginning. And um, Aaron Burr is running for president against Thomas Jefferson. And Hamilton doesn't like either of them, but I guess he likes Thomas Jefferson better because he backs Thomas Jefferson and everybody listens to Hamilton. So Burr loses the election, ends up shooting Hamilton. So. <laughs> right, because Hamilton and Burr were kind of, you know, yin and yang almost like... Uh, Hamilton was portrayed as, you know, constantly creating, constantly writing, you know, speaking his mind and just going for it. Like, you know, they always say like he's writing like he's running out of time. Mm-hmm. Like he had so much he needed to do because he was worried he wouldn't have enough time to do it. And Aaron Burr was portrayed as someone who kind of bided his time, was waiting for his moment, was kind of playing by the rules. Never took a stand, never told people where he stood, never told people how he felt. And yeah, and that's something that he says, like the first thing he says to Alexander Hamilton when he meets him, when he first gets off the boat is, I have some advice for you. Talk less, smile more. Mm -hmm. And sometimes he's just trying to tell him shut up, stop telling people what you're thinking and just smile and shake their hands and you'll make it just fine. And Hamilton does the exact opposite. <laughs> right. And, you know, I really, and so Hamilton decides to to back Thomas Jefferson because he feels like he doesn't know where Aaron Burr stands or what he stands for. And at least Thomas Jefferson stands for something. And so, and it's interesting how, you know, after after Aaron Burr shot Hamilton that became his his legacy his kind of his whole career was destroyed 
because of that. And that's really the biggest thing he's known for. I thought it was really great that the show presented Hamilton as an imperfect person. Mm-hmm. You know, I know we kind of teased about how, you know, horrible, all the horrible things he did, like cheating on his wife and stuff. But I like that they didn't gloss over his flaws. Right. That they were very much, you know, because I think a lot of like historical fiction or historical um, plays can kind of idolize their subject and make them kind of seem like a, a pristine hero. Well, I think the founding fathers are already idolized and whitewashed. And, you know, I mean, history is completely whitewashed. So, right. You know, we just don't, um, the founding fathers were, were perfect in our eyes, you know, it was hundreds of years ago. So, you know, but no, they were just like us, you know, just right. Gadgets. That's it. Right. They were humans. And mm-hmm. I liked that they humanized it. And um, I thought that that was a really bold choice. And I, I, you know, it just made it more relatable, I think, that, and almost like some of, it's almost like it made it feel like greatness is in within reach of everyone because mm-hmm. sometimes you see these things and you're like, oh, I'm never going to live up to that. I, you know, I have all these flaws. And then you see something like this and you're like, oh, that that person did some really amazing things. And they also had some flaws too. So really anyone's capable of, and I think they go into this, anyone's really capable of doing really great things or really horrible things. What did you think of King George. Okay. Well, I thought the character and the lyrics that he sang and everything were all very humorous. Okay. Be careful where you go with this because Jonathan Groff is my second husband after Lin-Manuel Miranda. Okay. I was just going to say it was a little too over the top for me, but that's just for me, the type of humor that I enjoy and don't enjoy. Like in general or his performance? In general. Not his performance. His performance was great. He was he was fantastic. I just don't enjoy that much camp. Ugh, horrible. I know. It was just too over the top. I think it could have just been taken down just a notch. Oh, I loved it. Although I was a little he got he got knocked down to second husband because of that whole spit situation. He had a spit situation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, you're supposed to enunciate when you sing. Because if you don't enunciate, people can't understand what you're saying. So you have to, I mean, when you, I mean, I took voice lessons for a really long time. And when you take voice lessons and you're in the chorus and you're a singer, you have to learn to enunciate your T's so that everyone can understand what you're saying. Um, but he was enunciating so vociferously that the spit was flying and he ended up with this drool like down his chin and I don't know how he was able to complete that scene without wiping because my reflex would have been to wipe my face off because of the spit and he didn't and it was this close-up and you can just see it just shining on his chin oh it was disgusting right when you watch Hamilton on Disney plus you are literally close enough to see the spit (laughs) But one thing I do want to talk about is the movement. I thought the movement was so beautiful and almost like very kind of avant-garde. You're talking about how... the choreography? Yeah. I didn't think it was that special. What was so wonderful about what? it? What? 
I thought it was really wonderful, like how just how they moved through the scenes and kind of I think there was a Oh, the staging. I was really, really pleased to find that Hamilton has a turntable. Yes, just like Les Mis. Just like Les Mis, just like the original staging of Les Mis. And having a turntable really does a lot for a set that's as simple as the Hamilton set because it's just one set. There are no sets that move in and out. It's always, there's a staircase that moves around um, once or twice at the most the staircase moves around. But otherwise, it's the whole set. And so they're on the turntable and they are able to walk through scenes, but but are still standing in place because they're on basically a treadmill. So it looks like they're walking. They're walking. They're walking, but they're not going anywhere. Don't need to go anywhere. They still need to be in the middle of stage where the spotlight's at because it's still on them. And you can bring set pieces in and out that way, bring other characters in and out that way. I love the turntable. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I thought it was great. I loved the turntable too. I loved all the movement and, and the way they just told the story through their physicality too and and just moved from scene to scene because they they trap they traveled through a lot of time and stories. So um and with a very minimal set, they definitely relied a lot on on movement to to kind of compensate. Um which is another point I do want to bring up that this was workshopped and and had its premiere at the public theater um like rent and a chorus line and many other you know a lot of people don't realize that a lot of these hit musicals have their early life at a regional or kind of professional nonprofit theater um and that's why there's there's really a funnel that of development to finally get to Broadway. You know, Hamilton just wasn't automatically written as a hit and became this big Broadway sensation, sensational blockbuster. It started kind of in a more edgy theater and then eventually transferred to Broadway. So that's why it's really important to um, support theaters and nonprofits um, because they're the funnel to get things like Hamilton. They are, they're where, you know, things like Hamilton are born. Mm-hmm. So, you know, before Hamilton became Hamilton, you know, if I told you, oh my God, <laughs> there's going to be a musical on Broadway. It's all rap and hip hop. And it's um, about Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be the biggest musical theater sensation since Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> hmm I think people would look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> um, so how would you rate it? How would I rate it? I don't know how to rate it. What do you want to rate it? I give Hamilton 10 out of 10 for every dollar that he is on. For every $10 bill that he's on? For every $10 bill. Okay. I'm going to give it 8 out of 10. Just because they didn't give us enough of Eliza's story and because you really, if you're going to see it in the theater, need to memorize it first. So otherwise, if I had seen it first on Disney Plus, I'd give it a 10 out of 10. Yeah, if you don't, if you don't listen to rap or R&B, uh, or hip hop 
um, I would listen to the score before seeing it. Right. Um, we are going to be going on hiatus. This is what you missed. And instead, we are going to bring you a new video podcast called... Straz gets smashed. Straz gets smashed. So pew, pew, pew. we are going to watch Smash. Yes, just like Hamilton. This is I'm I'm writing all of my musical theater wrongs in this quarantine. I have finally saw I finally saw Hamilton. We're going to be watching Smash, which is really a musical theater lovers' rite of passage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's all about bringing new work to. Broadway. So Yeah, it's all about the development of mm-hmm. of a Broadway musical. Of a Broadway musical. And beloved viewers, I know that you just are, you know are listening and you're like, "Oh, I just really wish I could see their beautiful faces." <laughs> I'm sure that's what they're wishing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, because we we just are too pretty not to be seen. So, yes, we are we are uh offering a video option where you can see us live in the flesh in 2D. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, and you know, it's quarantine. So, you know, you got to drink sometimes to get through it. Yep. Yep. So we'll be drinking. We'll be podcasting. It'll be on video. It's a good time. So, well, I can't wait to see you then. All right. Until then, take care. 